Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This is an English summary, a just and a translation of the Majlis of Hazrat Mawlana Qamruz Zamasab Dhamad Barakatuhum, which took place on Saturday, the 16th of Rabi'ul Awwal, 1443, corresponding with the English date, 23rd of October 2021. This Majlis took place before the Asr Salat at the Jama Masjid in Taraj, Surat, Gujarat, India. Hazardwala starts off by quoting the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Khayrukum man ta'allama al-Qur'ana wa'allama Thereafter, Hazardwala goes on to say that I came here on many occasions but for the past few years I have not come and myself I was understanding this weakness and deficiency and what can I say, you people have perfected it and completed it by inviting me and by my coming here. Now, the ulama have formed uh, different uh, halqas. Even here we have halqas and gatherings uh, of different types. Hazrat Shah Waliullah Muhaddis Dalwi translated the Quran and he came about with this type of how would we say it or word it like an ijad or bid'at a, a, a good innovation and the reason of this that was actually uh, written is as much as this that there were gatherings and halqas of the gulista of Saadi and there were gatherings and halqas of the malfuzat of the buzurgani deen now can there ever be a gathering greater or a halqa greater than the halqa of Al-Qur'an in which the ayat of the Qur'an are read, discussed, etc. So this halqa, the halqa of Al-Qur'an is the gathering which supersedes all other types of gatherings. Not just merely having a connection and a ta'alluq and a relationship with the Qur'an. Rather, beyond that, a shagaf, a passion for the Qur'an. The more passionate we are about the Qur'an, our love, etc., the more nearness we will be blessed with. Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah, asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a dream, Bima ataqarrabu ilayk? How will I gain proximity to you? Allah ta'ala said to him, Bitilawati kalami, by means of the recitation of my kalam and my speech referring to Al-Qur'an. Immediately he asked, Bifahmin aw bila fahmin, with understanding or without understanding? And Allah Ta'ala said to him, Bifahmin aw bila fahmin, with understanding or without understanding? So here, these makatib, these maktabs, these madrasas, the greatest benefit of it is that Qur'an is recited. Maram Karimubin Sab's brother, Malwi Nurul Anwar, he established a maktab, a madrasa, and then people went on to oppose him. And I came to hear about that, and I went to that particular place, and I addressed the people there, saying to them, How is it, here, you people are smoking these pipes, hookahs? You are absolutely negligent regarding your village and your surroundings, your, your area. These students are reciting Al-Qur'an. 
Many of them wake up at the time of the Hajjud, due to which the Barakat and the blessings descend upon this madrasa. Not only this madrasa, it is so overwhelming that it covers the entire surroundings, the entire area, the entire village. Therefore, I am saying that Tilawat of the Qur'an is something very, very great. And when this is found, common and general and complete and total azab does not come from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. Now, the preference and the privilege of the speech of Allah over all other speeches, it's uh, obvious. Rather, the Qur'an is the Sayyid, is the leader. It's right on top. U'budur Rahman. Worship Rahman. Now, whether you are reciting Al-Qur'an, performing Salat, or carrying out Dhikrullah, all this is Ibadat. So, Qur'an ke liye, halqa. Hazrat Shah Waliullah also desired that there should be a halqa and a gathering for Qur'an. Hazrat Mujaddid Saab used to say that halqa zikr garam darad that keep the gatherings of zikr hot. Be persistent with it. Keep it going. Hazrat Wada thereafter goes on to say Mujhe bohat pasand hai when I read these malfuzat of Mujaddid Al-Fatani you know uh, I am elated and I am so overjoyed. I love them. I love these malfuzats. And Hazrat Maulana used to get so happy when he used to see us sitting and uh, in, in a majlis of dhikr and carrying out the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in it, this it is our sa'adat and our great fortune. So the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would bring happiness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, Afdalul Dhikr, the most or the highest form of the remembrance of Allah is recitation of Al-Qur'an. And after that would come Dhikrullah. But this is also written in Mirqat. This year is written in Mirqat. It is mentioned that sometimes the Mashaykh put a person onto Dhikrullah because they his nisbat is achieved quicker. And when his nisbat and connection is achieved, immediately after that, then they give him ikhtiyar. Rather, they tell him, carry out whatever you have to do. Or they would tell him, now, start off and continue with the Quran Majid, because this nisbat and this connection and this bond has been uh, uh, established. Now, the levels of proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are actually based and suspended according to our level of recitation of Al-Quran. And the maktabs are the means of all of this. It is a great fortune for all of us. On one occasion, I was traveling in Africa. I had with myself, uh, Monana Ismail Buta. And we are going through these very remote areas in the Bundus, in the jungle, in the middle of nowhere. 
And then we see the structure and I say to him that what is this about and what is the structure? And he says to me that Hazrat, this is the place where Hifzul Quran is carried out. This is one of our structures. This is a madrasa here. And he goes on to say, it is because of all of this here that we are being protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Nabi of Allah is being commanded, Utlu ma ilayk. The recite that which had been revealed to you. When the Nabi has been given this order in hukam, then what can we say as the Ummah? We should also, rather all the more, our Nabi had been commanded with that. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa specifically, personally has been commanded with salat. Wa'mur ahlaka bis salat. Command your family with salat. Wastabir alayha. And you yourself be consistent and firm on it. You know, wastabir. There are many letters there. The more the letters... Uh, the greater the meaning. Uske upar dete rehye. You be persistent. Uh, you be particular about it. You be continuous with it. Now, when children carry out this salat and this tilawat, it brings such a type of ronak and a beauty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq and the hidayat of performing our salat according to the sunnah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was with his wives. And when some time used to pass, then he would become restless and he would say, Arihna ya Bilal. O Bilal, bring some peace to us. Call out the azan. Because, Qurratu aini fis salat. The coolness of my eyes lie in salat. It brings so much of joy, happiness and peace to me. And when a long time, he would remain in this type of condition and great gain such proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spiritually or how we can say that he was at the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in spiritual terms, so much of closeness, etc. And then he would come to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and then he would be so far away from this dunya and wanting to become acquainted with his surroundings, he would say to his beloved wife, Kallimini ya Humaira. Oh Humaira, oh Aisha, speak to me. You know, you talk about this and you talk about that. So I can become closer and more acquainted to this dunya and I can start doing my tasks. Yeah, Allahu Akbar. Now these were the high spiritual states which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam enjoyed. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's salat, his tilawat, his dhikr, he was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was so kind, was so compassionate, was so soft, natured. This was it all with his wives and with his companions. He was not just dry like that, khushk, and he was not inattentive. Or he gave them the due attention that they deserved. He didn't just uh, skip them out and show negligence in this regard. Now when this is it, when this is the fact of the matter, وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضَّنْ غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْ مِنْ حَوْلِكَ When there was a great possibility of the Sahaba running away or abandoning Rasulullah then... Wouldn't this type of behavior 
which Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam had taught us how he treated his wives, his family folk, and the Sahaba with such type of bashashat, such type of happiness. He met them so happily, so warmly, so wholeheartedly. Shouldn't the mashayikh all the more badarjaya awla carry out this? Allahu Akbar. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say to the Sahaba, "Do not complain to me about your fellow brothers." Because it would cause my heart to become withheld and withdrawn, and due to which this fuyus and the barakat that's in my heart, they would be deprived of it. Leave me on my original nature, munsharihul qalb, that my heart is open, happy, clean, clear, pure to one towards one one in all, so that I can become acquainted with people, and people can become acquainted with me. Now this is from amongst the great fundamentals of usul and tariq this path to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even these peers and these sheikhs this is how they should meet people now look at this example that i want to quote to you a sahabi comes to nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and says to him o rasul of allah izni wa awjiz advise me but let it be short now i'm saying can any student disciple murid say this to his sheikh today but nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam adopted and struck a such a beautiful relationship with the sahaba that at any time he left them in such a way by his beautiful and sublime conduct and character that at any time whatever they wanted to ask they could come and ask freely and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam then most purely and genuinely and in the most beautiful manner gave them the nasihat on this occasion he says to them ida qumta li salatin fasalli salata muwaddi'in when you perform salat perform it as if it is your last and final your farewell salat wala takallam bi kalamin ta'diru ghadan don't just speak any how how do not utter something due to which you have to give an excuse tomorrow you're saying something tomorrow you're going to have to ask maafi for it in this dunya or in the akhirat and the last portion wa ajmail ayas amma fi aidin nas and become despondent regarding the possessions of people or what they have in their hands their treasures hazrat shah waliullah writes and he says washabin nas ala sharitatain that accompany people be companionable with people but with true requisites true conditions he says qat qat'u tama' 'anin nas wa amma fi aidin nas that do not have any hopes regarding that which people have what is in their hands in their possession but when this is achieved look how beautiful it is when this is achieved your eyes your attention your nazar your focus is not on their possession then it is possible then you ca- that you can become khushk indifferent towards them that i don't need what he's got he's not paying me i don't work for him i don't need that i'm self sufficient i'm not under him that type of an attitude could be created that type of foul behavior can come about due to which immediately 
says, But listen, when you do that, when you cut your, your hopes from the possessions of people, but remember, it comes with one more condition. You must show good character with every person. Treat them in such a way that would please them and bring happiness to them. Every person, whether you know them or you don't know them, those who are junior, younger, smaller, of a, 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 under you, they, they may become happy with something small or meager. But those who are senior or greater or older or whatever it is, you would have to give them something extra or do this or that or the other. Now that's Hazrat Shah Waliullah Muhaddith Delvi for you. Let me tell you about his magnum opus. His Hujjatullah al-Baligha. It's what an amazing kitab. That till today a kitab of this nature has not been written uh, regarding hikmat. Regarding hikmat and wisdom. Hazrat Tanwi Rahimahullah Ta'ala said that the uloom, knowledge, has been opened up on two people. You know, just like how in those seasons of autumn, when uh, the trees shed their leaves, just how it all starts falling down, those leaves just rain down upon to the gr- onto the ground. That's how the uloom was opened up Upon two individuals, one of them is Hazrat Shah Waliullah Muhaddis Delvi, and the other one is Allama Sharani. I'll tell you about Allama Sharani and his celebrated kitab, Al Yawaqitul Jawahir. It is such an amazing kitab. It is the commentary of the, the original kitab, the Futuhat. And he says himself that when I wrote the commentary and I was going through this kitab, for every chapter, I went through the complete eight volumes of the original when he was writing this commentary. And then he says, I count this from my own miracle. And I have so much of conviction in it. Himself he says this. Allahu Akbar. Allah Ta'ala had blessed them. And we should read these type of kitabs. It will bring such a type of inshirah and inkishaf. It will open up so many different types of matters to you. So, the ta'aleem of Qur'an. This is from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's actually happening when we're reading the Qur'an, we're teaching the Qur'an, we're actually making hifazat, looking after and protecting the Qur'an due to which Allah Ta'ala, out of His grace and His mercy, then protects us. In fact, this was one of the famous sentences and statements of Hazrat Mawlana Muhammad Ahmad Sahib. Nevertheless, Allah Ta'ala increase us in Qur'an and Hadith and bless us with the barakat of Qur'an and Hadith. This barakat go throughout the entire world and they illuminate the entire world. One, one hadith has so much of barakat in it. One, one ayat of the Quran Majid. Bukhari Sharif, Tirmizi Sharif. You know, it's even written that the person who has Tirmizi in his home, just the kitab, it is as if he has the Nabi in his house, Yatakallam, who is actually talking. Because what is it? It is the statements 
of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Hazrat Mahashah Wasiullah was teaching us this year, he became so elated. He used to go into a, a spiritual fit, a spiritual state, wajd. Nevertheless, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq and the hidayat. May Allah make this coming of mine, establish it uh, to be accepted and uh, beneficial. And let me just tell you the honest truth. I tell, told it to others also. In all of these journeys of minds, I can tell you something. I benefit the most. I benefit the most. And I'm also de deeply affected by the grand and beautiful character of uh, you people here. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us ilm and rather tarakki, progress in our ilm. Not only ilm, in suluk as well. Allah ta'ala may let us traverse and climb and uh, go higher and pass the different, different great levels, stages and stations of suluk and this path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now let's make dua. Allahumma a'atina imanan la yartad wa yaqeenan laysa ba'dahu kufru wa rahmatan analu biha sharfa karamatik fi dunya wal akhirah. Allah Ta'ala, may He make this path to Him easy for us. Ilahi, maqsoode man, tuhi, warizai tu, muhabbat wa ma'rifati khutbida. May Allah Ta'ala bless us and decorate our hearts with his love, his recognition, his nisbat, this connection with him. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sameeul alim wa tuba alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim bi hurmati sayyidin nabiyyil kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.